I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's cold, and I'm waiting for the dead to rise. Mm. Well, you might have to wait a little bit longer, uh, because we are heading into the finale of 2022, and uh, I didn't I didn't do the math on it, but this this might be... Possibly, maybe, oh man, penultimate episode of 2022. If all works out, schedule-wise, uh, we should have one more episode before the end of the year. And uh, Lou, I didn't tell you this ahead of time, but I feel like we'll do a 2023 preview. I think it's time to to look ahead. This is next yeah. episode, not tonight. Tonight we got some other stuff to... Uh, wrap up. Yeah, wrap up. And um, hopefully never have to talk about again. No, I mean... If AMC has their way, this is the uh, the end is the beginning, my friend. That's uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll get some thoughts on that, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, But before that, I mean, we've got the news. But before that, uh, a couple of not a couple. The last reminder, the penultimate reminder. um, Honestly, like now is a great time to talk about Extra Life. There is two weeks left of this fantastic year that is 2022. Um, and, uh, yeah, extra lifetime. If you donate 25 bucks, you can suggest a zombie film up that donation to 50 bucks. You can suggest three zombie films. You can go to bit.ly slash extra life Ryan to donate and donations close on December 31st. So that's why we're talking about it today. Might not talk about it next episode because it'll be so close to the end of the year, but there is still time to support a great cause and have Lou and I watch uh, one of your favorite zombie films, as long as it's available in North America. Um, and Lou, for the final time this year, I will ask, do you have any zombie movie recommendations to entice the listeners to donate to such a great cause? Uh, I'm going to go into uh, some, I, some I think I may have priorly recommended, but I'm going to recommend them anyway. Sure. Um, there is... Uh, the the Italian horror film Demons, mm. which is a zombie style movie. It's not necessarily zombies, but they they they're they're zombies in the same way Evil Dead uh, possessed people are zombies. Um, which is a really it's a very I I I'd love to see have you watch a weird Italian horror movie. Um, and I'm really looking for a reason to watch Black Sheep again. And no, that is not the Chris Farley movie. It is a a uh, New Zealand movie about zombie sheep. Okay. Have yes. we watched that zombie before? Sheep. Or maybe we watched no. the trailer. I think we watched the trailer, but it's it, it, the movie's older than we've been doing this show. So right. uh, I, I definitely think you would dig Black Sheep. Okay. It's a comedy. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Black Sheep featuring Chris Farley and David Spade. And... um. Uh, what was the other one? The uh, the the Italian zombie uh, film. Demons. Demons. There you go, folks. 
So a couple of great suggestions there. And uh, like I said, uh, before we go over to The Walking Dead for the uh, what what should have been the final time, but will likely be the um, yeah, it won't be the last time. Uh, let's go into the news. Has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. So, Lou, there's been this trend and it's been happening for a while actually, and I can't quite pinpoint when um, we moved from there being like a distinction between trailers and teasers. You know, I'm not going to do the whole when I was a kid, there was just trailers because I'm sure there was, there was. There was more than that, but I, I feel like there was trailers and then you had TV spots, of course, and then you went and saw the movie. But now there are teasers, which don't give away a lot of the story. It's more just like, uh, you know, a bunch of clips slammed together to some cool music. Um, all this preamble uh, uh, to basically introduce the fact that we have the official trailer for The Last of Us TV series that it, that it has been released since we last spoke, and it gives us a much clearer look at the story, more characters, and just how faithful this adaptation is going to be. And I think it gives a really good preview of what PlayStation Productions is trying to do with their adaptations here. Um, so, yeah, I will say right now, this trailer, you've heard me poo-poo about not being excited for The Last of Us, not being excited for The Last of Us. I saw this trailer and I was like, all right, they got me. I'm going to watch this. I'm not going to I'm not going to promise anybody I'm going to love it, but it looks like there's enough different and there's more characters and more plot than in the game. And I think that that's something I can get behind because the plot line of the game is pretty simple. You know what I mean? Joel's job is to get her across the country to that lab. And they have a couple of small little adventures along the way. And this looks like there's going to be like an overall universe and plot. And it's going to be a lot more in-depth than the game was. And there's going to be a lot more characters. And it's going to be a little bit more interesting, I think. And that was my fear was that it wasn't going to have that. Because video game adaptations can be wonky sometimes. And this looks more like it looks more like a TV show than it does a video game. And that's better than I was hoping for. So, yeah. Yeah. It looks like they've taken the story of the video game and really applied it to, uh, the pages of the script and, and filled it out too. I mean, we talked about this previously in that, like, unlike a video game where they can kind of fade to black, you know, uh, skip a good couple thousand of miles or hundreds of miles and, and, and move on to the next, set piece but in this in the tv series like they kind of have uh I, I can't remember how many episodes but let's say like eight one hour episodes that they can play with and, and tell this really cool cohesive story of this journey from one side of the country to the other and and introduce some new characters and and make some changes so like there's there are changes that they're introducing here especially like when you look at the relationship with um one of the characters that that Joel and Ellie run into, I think it's for some reason Bill wants to come to mind, but I think Bill is the off-screen. No, is no is, Bill is the guy. 
I yeah. think he's the, isn't he the guy that Ellie saves and only fi- find out he's actually a bad guy hunting them or something? Uh, no, that's later on in the game. But I, I, there is a, there's a part early in the game where it, it, the character is being played by Nick Offerman, and um, oh, it's isn't that the guy in the gas station that they need to, or like he's like running a shop and he's been he's like a recluse and they have to like convince him to like give them his vehicle or something or yeah y- yes yeah and he has a friend that uh in the game is is dead or he doesn't know is dead until until you kind of finish it, that area um yeah and you killed him or something no I, I think like he just wasn't... died he he got caught by um some of the zombies or something but um something like in the show they've actually cast that other that other character and, and they've shown whether it'll be flashbacks or actually they have the character alive this time. Um, and, and, you know, changing things up there a little bit, honestly, like, uh, like you, Lou, I, I, I was hoping, I think all the trailers have been superb, but this one really, this one was the one that sold me. Yeah. It lays it all out there and says like, look, we are making a very faithful adaptation that is going to, um, blow you away when it launches uh january 15th so a month from now we'll have our first episode of the last of us tv series uh to consume whether you're watching on hbo max or crave in canada so look forward to that very soon um then uh, another uh, trailer we got was for a video game and further proving that dead island 2 is real and happening and it's coming out in april of 2023 did you get a chance to watch this um, sort of gameplay rundown trailer? I did. Uh, it, it looks like more Dead Island. I can get behind that. In fact, uh, having seen this trailer uh, the other day, uh, I download redownloaded uh, the original Dead Island and played it a little bit on my Steam Deck. Oh, how's it run? Runs okay. Okay, well, that's good. the controllers are a little more wonky than I remember, and it. it that game, that game has not been patched in a while. Yeah, but it was, but it was okay. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna go back and I don't know if I'm gonna play a ton more, but I planned on playing more. Okay. Well, I mean, the trailer to me, um, I think we've seen a lot of cinematic trailers, a lot of story trailers, and I, I always say like the graphics kind of blow me away. Like they've, they've really, um, taken the Dead Island style, which is a bit, um, of a stylistic, uh choice it's like more a little more cartoony less realistic and i think that's the right way to go because it allows them to really add additional polish to the game and and make it look really good without having it you know be too bogged down by trying to make everything look super realistic like um dying light and dying light 2 did uh but like the gameplay just looks like a lot of fun um they're having a lot of fun with the weapons and you can actually like I don't remember in the first one, maybe it was in the expansion, but it seems like they are kind of taking a, I think dying light had this where you can kind of turn in, you can go zombie mode and just tear things apart. Um, it seems super familiar to me, but I can't place where I've seen it before. And I feel like it's dying light where you, you were bitten and you kind of had, you could get zombie powers from time to time and, and go. Yeah, that was dying light, I believe. Okay. Well, I mean, they've got it in Dead Island 2 now, so it's come full circle where Dying Light sort of is a, a branching off point from Dead Island, and then uh, Dead Island 2 is, is borrowing that stuff back. But um, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun and a lot of cool and quirky characters. And as the 
the gameplay trailer said, there's lots of survivors out there for you to find and survive and interact with. So um, that will be out uh, in April. And yes, I know L.A. is not an island, but um, it's the thought that counts, I suppose. Uh, okay, one more video game story here before we move into The Walking Dead. Uh, Resident Evil Village VR mode will launch on February 22nd for the uh, PlayStation VR 2 as free DLC for Village. And this is um, launching day and date with the new hardware. So, Lou, if you manage to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 and then you manage to convince yourself to pre-order a more expensive uh, peripheral, you can now play Resident Evil Village, and you own Resident Evil Village I, I, on that system. You're good. I was going to say, I think, I think listeners of the show should know my answer to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm making light of, of, of it a little bit. I know this, this is news that will be for a very small audience that is going to have the PS5 looking at the PS VR2 and, um, and, and are, and, and are, are going to buy Village. And I think for me, the reason I included this is because I was curious when they announced it, they didn't really talk about their plans of how you would be able to get your hands on it. And and this confirms, like uh, Resident Evil 7, it is a f- sort of, it's part of the game. So it's being offered as free DLC, which I think is the right move um, with this. It's it's very hard to convince folks to repurchase games to play in VR mode, even though there's a lot of work that goes into it. I'm I'm certainly not saying it's just turn on VR mode and you're good to go. Right. Um, it does not work that way, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I, yeah. I, I think charging more than 10 bucks for VR, if you already own the game is a mistake. And I think that that's come across a couple of, and a couple of other games that have added VR later and then been like, yeah, it's a $40 upgrade. And I don't think anybody's willing to pay 40 bucks for it but I think people are willing to pay 10 or less. So if they're giving it away as a free upgrade, then this is probably an experiment to see what they can get away with. Yeah, no, I I think so. And um... I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Sony is, uh, 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 Sony is like sub subbing this cost so that they get more PSVR in people's hands. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, this is a marketing deal with Sony um, similar to uh, Resident Evil 7. And it's VR mode. I'm not saying that the, the developers weren't looking at it and wanted to make a VR mode uh, before they were offered um, a deal by Sony. But this is very much a, a Sony deal. And I, you know, Resident Evil uh, 7's VR never came to Steam. It was never available on, on your Oculus headset. So this is an exclusive mode to the new PSVR headset. And um, the, the thing is, like, there is a market for these very specific peripherals on console, like for folks who just have or want the PlayStation five um, mm-hmm. and want to stay in that ecosystem. I a hundred percent get it. Like, I think if you're looking at VR, the quest two is still the best option because you can tether it to your computer. It's a standalone device. The games on the standalone device work really well. And the fidelity is at a point where you can, you can, produce really cool experiences without it feeling like it's a a mobile game similar to i think the quest one had a lot of like had a a lot of issues with hardware it just it felt like you were playing uh like a like the games did not stack up to to what you could play on console but but the quest two kind of bridged that gap a little bit but uh yeah 
I mean, if you want to avoid all that stuff of like having to worry about a PC and air linking and all that fun stuff of working through meta software, I, I think a, a console VR experience is, you know, plug and play and it works. And it's, it, you know, people really think that the PSV, the PSVR 2 and the PSVR were one of the most comfortable headsets out there. So um, if you got a thousand bucks laying around, you're good to go. Yeah, again, I'm I'm still not sold on VR yet, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally fine. I I think it's still um it's a really cool thing, but it's it's not it's not for everyone. I have some friends who love it and I have issues it with things in VR, so. Yes, exactly. And you know what? They've never quite solved um the motion sickness uh a, a mutual friend of ours, Jocelyn co-host on the Gamers Inn. She cannot handle VR. She can't even be in the same room as someone playing VR because if she happens to see the TV where if you're playing on PC and it's mirrored to the TV, it it makes her sick. So I I I have an issue with 3D stuff too and it where it applies with VR where um my brain can see the refresh rate on the screens. Uh I haven't tried the newer headsets, but I see the refresh rate and it makes me sick. Uh, not motion sick, but it, it it like it actually physically hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, like if VR isn't for everyone. It, it's it can be tough for sure. All right. Well, let's move into our main topic tonight, and we'll kick it off with this fun new intro that was uh, part of the part three for The Walking Dead. kind of keeps going like that but uh, i don't know if you noticed the the trailer uh the intro music for the walking dead to kind of change things up for part three and we're here to chat about well part three of the walking dead and um lou and i were talking pre-show about how it's going to be very it's going to be difficult to try to go beat for beat with part three and and avoid talking about like just basically the conclusion of the commonwealth arc and what the future holds for the walking dead, because if you watch the whole episode, um, it ends with marketing trailer of like the end is just literally the words spoken on screen. The end is the beginning and, uh, goes to show AMC is not done with the walking dead and they are going to keep going. Yeah. And, 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 I think that there's an elephant in the room that we can't talk about this show without talking about some of the more recent news. And there's rumors of restructuring at AMC and a whole bunch of stuff. And nobody there's there's rumors of possible layoffs and other things and people trying to figure out what's going on at AMC and nothing. Everything is rumor mill. Nothing is is like in stone. But I really wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't to do with that the cost of the walking dead um because i'm pretty sure this show is not cheap to make 
and they just went from making one show to like six shows. So I really wouldn't be surprised. I'm glad to hear that the the plan is that the Michonne and Rick show is going to be a one and done. Because I don't think AMC has the budget to do more than a one and done with them. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that Fear is wrapping up this season. Um, and that this upcoming season is their last. I really wouldn't be surprised about that. Um and uh, and I think the other shows are going to be based on numbers. I don't think AMC will let them stick around. Um, I think AMC is trying to cash in on this cow, but I don't think they're going to beat the horse this time. I think I think if things don't get the numbers, I, I don't think AMC has the money to keep running things just because some people like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I I like where your head's at uh, on one specific note in that I want to see AMC focus on smaller you know grand stories told in smaller chunks you know i think yes. the rick and michonne series is a really good example of um i know we haven't seen it yet but is likely to be a really good example of a grand story told in a six episode arc yeah it, it is six episodes right yeah yeah i think it's it's definitely a a short series order and and i think it is pretty much to i mean uh, man, it's hard to say. Like, uh, I mean, Michonne, uh, the, the actress who plays uh, Michonne, she's obviously got a lot on her plate right now, especially being part of the MCU and 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 whatnot. But I think Andrew Lincoln might be, he might be poised to come back and and want to stick around for a little bit. It's hard to say, but I mean, where that character ends in the comics, um, he 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 might they might, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I haven't not seen it. I don't think his storyline is going to end the way um I don't think his stuff will end the way uh uh it does in the comics. Yeah. I think I think I think the Rick and Michonne thing is going to be Rick and Michonne have an adventure and then we're going to have them be saved and they're going to show back up at the Commonwealth and get reunited with Judith. Yeah. And AJ. And I think that that's going to be the way it ends. And I think if it doesn't end that way, there's going to be a lot of angry people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that I think the Rick and Michonne story will be uh, really interesting. I mean, and and we can uh, we can come back to it because uh, the, the final episode does end with a direct like, hey, this is happening. We, we should come back to that. Also, I will say this, too. After that clip at the end of him running around in the jacket and the <laughs> thing, all I keep feel, all I kept thinking the whole time is. This feels like they're going to leave the the beyond uh beyond uh, world beyond in its dust. They're not even going to talk about it. Uh I think it'll be passing mentions for sure, you know. Um Yeah. It's 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 hard to say. Uh Okay, well here's the thing. Um well, you know what? We're talking about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, the, the let's talk about the very end and then we can let's, come back. Let's talk. Let's talk about the whole thing. It, 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 I mean, it's pretty straightforward where we left off. Um, uh, they realized that what's his name was the problem. Uh, Lance wasn't Lance. the hero. Wasn't wasn't the good guy. He was actually the bad guy. And we were being led to believe that maybe Pamela was the actual good person. And then it becomes quite clear she's not. It's like, but it was like they were being led by two bad people. Mm -hmm. 
And like one was lesser bad than the other, but they were still both bad people. And it was really kind of a coin flip as to who was the worst one. And our heroes, you know, Pamela wanted to protect her son, even though her son was a terrible person. Uh, and they basically put Eugene on trial for something Eugene had nothing to do with just so they could make Eugene a martyr. Yeah. The, and and that was kind of the the switch of, um, uh, in the comics, like the Pamela's son isn't killed, but in this, Pamela's son is 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 killed by zombies only because Eugene kind of pushes a zombie off of uh, is it Stacy, his girlfriend, yeah. um, and then that zombie proceeds to go after Milton and and no one and then no one saves him because. They just played a tape where he was basically throwing the whole community under the bus. Um, yeah. And I, I thought like that episode where it, b- before the shit hits the fan was a really interesting episode that kind of looked at where the Commonwealth was at. It was like Commonwealth Day or something. And there was like a wrestling yeah. match, which I thought was fun. It was a nice touch. Um, but then you get the you get the recording played and and it kind of just turns everybody uh against the commonwealth and it, i thought it was really effective but it does kind of lead to how do we put one of our how do we how do we take one of our heroes and put them in a position where like an awkward position where they're suddenly on trial as opposed to just having you know continuing this like sabotage like they kind of pause on the sabotage for a bit and be like no you got caught and now we're going to have this, you know, trial where we don't really, we don't really, you know, do any evidence-based stuff. We just, we're just going to accuse you of killing Milton and the governor is going to, it's going to execute you essentially legally. Um, And I thought that trial stuff, like, while interesting, it kind of slowed the pace a bit. Yeah, it did. It slowed the pace way, way, way down. Uh, Like, I think it, I also think the trial stuff stretched out for what like two three episodes and i think it could have been condensed into one like it was pretty straightforward with that you knew what was gonna happen um i was glad to see mercer turn it around and 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 join the heroes um you know like everything unfolded kind of the way i expected it to the only surprise to me was that uh 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 what's her name got bit uh uh rosalie oh yeah yeah uh ro sorry who uh, no uh, uh rosita. rosita rosita yeah yeah she got it's bit and and i thought that whole storyline was really 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 sad um and i was glad to see negan and what's her name i knew that that was the way the story was gonna end for them like it was pretty clear that they're getting a show together they have to be at least civil to each other to get along. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think that their show is going to be about their animosity towards each other. I think there's going to be something different with their show. I'm also not convinced that their show isn't going to be a one and done too. Whose show is this? You say it's uh, uh Negan in, 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 um, Oh, Maggie. Yeah. Negan and Maggie's show. I'm not convinced it's going to be more than a one and done. No, I, Sorry, you you think it'll be one and done, and that's it, or you think it'll be more? Yeah, I I I think the premise is I think the premise of this story is going to be pretty straightforward. I think Negan left, even though he was accepted by the community, 
And I think something he's going to adventure into a city and there's going to be something wrong. There's going to be some new threat and he's going to come looking for help. And Maggie's going to offer to help him and they're going to have to go right out into the, the city and rescue somebody or rescue something. And I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, the idea of um, Maggie and Negan working together like they did have they made they made developments in the show. And I think where it kind of ended was, you know, Maggie says, like, oh, I, I don't think I can ever forgive you. And, and Negan basically like and I'll I'll never be able to forgive myself for what he had yeah. done, not just to Glenn, but to everybody. And um, Negan kind of he walks away. He knows like he's he's somewhat accepted to the group, but it's like he knows but he's like, not one of them. No. And he know he he knows he 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 has to do his own thing. And and I think maybe yeah. maybe their spinoff will have more to do with the fact that Maggie did a lot of traveling with um, uh, the person we thought was Pamela, but was was a different character. Um, yeah was going around with a manual for how to make your community into a place with windmills. Yeah, and that that was kind of that was kind of a plot hole they just kind of left. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but it was Yeah, I thought I thought that was going to be more than it was and then they kind of just kind of left it. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So maybe they picked that back up, maybe she goes back to that group, but she is seems to be pretty much settled at Hilltop now. So maybe yeah. something's got to pull her away from that. Um, we'll see. I mean, like the big the big part about the end of this Commonwealth uh, arc is that um, essentially Pamela like lures the this horde to Commonwealth to kind of get everybody to go into their homes and basically enact like um, you know shelter at at home because there's a there's a horde coming towards the city and you have to shelter for safety. And, uh, well, here's the thing, uh, Lou, uh, I've got a clip here for you that'll, that'll, this is another thing we got to talk about. What the hell? Why did that just freaking doorknobs? So, smart zombies, Lou, uh, opening doorknobs, scaling walls. Yeah, picking up weapons. Yeah, breaking glass. Uh, look, I'm not one to usually be negative on this show, but it really felt unearned in that, like, in the last three episodes of the whole entire series, suddenly. Yeah, I was, I was kind of expecting it to be something that happened, in, in the immediate episode picking up from this. You know what I mean? Like, like from where we left off, I was expecting to see something new with the zombies. In the first episode of like them returning and it kind of like being part of the plot and it just kind of felt while I appreciate it and I don't disprove the idea. I felt like it was something they should have been telling us for the last three parts. You know what I mean? Not just bring it in at this part. Mm -hmm. and, in, and, and it doesn't even become real a real factor until like the last two episodes. It's like they keep hinting at it, and then all of a sudden, it's like we need to get the zombies into 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 the Commonwealth. How do we do that? Well, they can climb now. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at the 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 change. I think that the change is very fitting. Uh, I just I'm disappointed with how rushed it feels. It, um, it felt very rushed, and I mean, the clip I played was from episode 19 where they're introduced. 
and there are 24 episodes. So like this, you could, you could say the last part of, of, of season 11 is about these smart zombies, but like they don't, they don't, they don't play a huge role until the end. It's in episode 19 and then you don't see them again until like 22. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the end of 21. How many episodes did we say that you say there is 24? 24. It's it's like the end of episode 21, like one shows up and starts climbing a wall and then 22, they reveal that they can climb a wall and then 23, you see them break glass. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I felt like it was, as you said, it was a way to ratchet up the tension in the last episode and have it like if it was just a, and you know what? They kind of deal with all the zombies that eventually get into the Commonwealth in a very similar manner to how they would have done it. If the zombies just got in through the front door, no problem, no climbing in that they like, they pour a bunch of gasoline into the sewers and blow everything up and, and lure the zombie. And I, I thought it was like a very cool way to sort of end walking dead prime with this like big pyrotechnic, uh, show. And, um, it worked for me, but like, yeah, the smart zombies, um, it just, I would have preferred to see more of a ramp up over the whole of season 11. Season. Yeah. yeah. It, um, and, and here's the thing, the way the comic book kind of ends, and I know I, I've not read the whole series, but I, I, I have a very good understanding of, of the ending in that the way it ends is like the Commonwealth is saved and you flash forward 15, 20 years, and it's like the zombies are still zombies and just humanity has learned to deal with them. And it almost feels like AMC is like, well, we have to do smart zombies because we're not doing the comic book ending. We're going to keep going. So we need... They need to ratchet up the tension. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It just feels like the reason that they introduced smart zombies was so they would have more to do with... New threats. Yeah. They'd have more to do with these zombies. And... um. I and you know to be fair there was like a hint at the zombies um being more than just the slow clamoring zombies with with the end of the world beyond. I I understand that as well. So it's not like out of nowhere. Um but it's it's still worth mentioning that like I fe- it felt it felt rushed, but I liked it. I thought like the way that it was portrayed yeah, I'm not against it. I I'm not against it. I just I wish they had handled it better. Yeah. Um, I, I, did you just watch the regular show? You didn't get any after show crap, right? There was some after shows. I watched the after show. Um, they, uh, because I was watching on, uh, uh, AMC plus on Apple TV. It was like it, with Angela Kang and she would yes. talk about stuff. She really annoyed me because she would talk about characters like she didn't know what was going on in their heads. And I'm like, you wrote the show. You're the director. You should know how these characters are acting and thinking. And she's like, and I don't know how they feel about it. Well, you wrote the show. You should know how they feel about it. Yeah. I, it felt to me like she was in over her head and that this was the best she could do. And while I enjoyed it, I mean, I walked away of the season finale being like, I'm happy with this. This is good. It wasn't until they showed me the Rick stuff that I started to go, oh, yeah, that's right. This isn't over. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, like the Commonwealth is um, is overrun with these smart zombies. And, and again, like I think our heroes and humanity uh, c- 
can can look at this as like, okay, this is now a threat. So now we need to deal with this threat. So we will we will uh, we will judge accordingly and we'll figure it out. And I, and I think they will adjust and adapt and, and it'll be fine. But like, as you said, they needed a creative way to get the gate open. And that creative way was for a zombie to climb and knock over a guard into the <laughs> into the switch yeah. uh, to open the biggest gate and opening to the largest organized uh, community in that area. Um, and also, yeah. and also I'd like to say, I think when uh, I think when Pamela looked at the lady that was the head of her guards and said, no, we're going to funnel the zombies into the poor sections so that I can keep my rich friends alive and we can hold out until this is all over and then we can clean up afterwards. When she said that, I thought the guard lady would just shoot her in the face. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Pamela really doesn't understand the world. No. She doesn't. She's lived a very, and I mean, here the Commonwealth has been up and running since the fall, right? So like, she's yeah. very sheltered, and and uh, and and yeah, there there is this moment, um, and I'm sure it's it's been said before, it's been said a lot throughout the whole entire series, but there's this moment in in that sort of time frame where uh, we get the we get the title drop. Shoot him! Stop! What the hell are you doing? We all deserve better than this. You built this place to be like the old world. That was the problem. If I open the gates, the dead will get in, not just the living. If you don't, you're gonna lose everything anyway. You got one enemy. We need the walking dead. Said it at the walking dead um i mean that's at that moment where when they're gonna shoot gabriel for opening the gate to let all the people in yeah. uh while the zombies are, are basically approaching uh pamela's like like governor's house like yeah, i don't know like it, she brought all of the guards to her house to basically guard her and left everybody else in in the commonwealth um to fend for themselves to fend for themselves and it's like wow Yikes. Yeah. Like there I'm surprised as you said, I'm surprised she she <laughs> survived. Long I'm surprised enough. she got that far. I'm surprised when she gave the order the guard didn't shoot her in the face and call Mercer and be like, Yeah, you're in charge now, buddy. Yeah. And I mean it, I, I think like um those guards have they didn't need to do that because Pamela didn't have a gun. It was just basically like you need to make sure that everybody turned on Pamela at the same time to avoid a bloodbath, right? And and we got that. I we got the to the point where she basically well, she was gonna commit suicide, right? Because she saw Lance yep. the zombie in the crowd and, and I think um someone shot Lance and pulled her back and Maggie shoot shot him. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Maggie uh shot him and, and Negan said like you know, that her going to prison is is the is, is the, worse is, than death. Is worse than her death, yeah. And he would know because he, he spent a long time yep. in in prison. In I was really glad that the Judith getting shot thing got wrapped up in like 10 minutes because I was like, if they kill this kid off before Rick gets back, I'm going to be pissed. They couldn't do it. They could not do it. And if they and I agree with you, if uh, if they had killed off uh, Judith, it would have been like, no, I'm I, like, we just won't cover 
We just won't cover the Walking we, Dead. You on and the show I had anymore. joked about it. I, you and I had talked about we it did. privately. I think, and I had said if they kill off Judith, I'm not. We, I, I refuse to let us watch anymore this show. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad they. I'm glad they. Uh, they sorted it for sure. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, so Judith survives, and um, essentially, like, we get this. The end it flash forwards a year and uh, Mercer is there's co-governors. Mercer's one of the co-governors. And, um, and I say co-governors. I, they, they, I think they had different titles, but it was Mercer and uh, Ezekiel. They were working together to run the Mercer, uh, Ezekiel is the governor and he was the lieutenant governor. Right. Okay. Mercer perfect. was. The mer- yeah. yeah. And I thought that was a nice touch. And, and it showed, you know, we got updates on a lot of characters, Eugene and Stacy or uh, have a child. Um, yeah. And uh, like, I liked where in it only went ahead a year. You yeah. know what I mean? It didn't go ahead five years. So when Rick shows up, it might be three or four years into whatever happened. So we might get another update and I'm cool with that. I think that's a, I think that's a nice story beat. Um, my thing was, is as a lot of characters died in this show. Uh, uh, some of them I already thought were dead, like Dan Fogelberg's uh, a character was at Oceanside, and I forgot all about him. I thought they killed him off last season because <laughs> he really hasn't been in season 11 at all. But that was because when they began filming, he was filming Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 3, you know, so he wasn't in this. And then when he showed back up again, I was like, oh, that's right. Dan Fogelberg's in this again. And uh and then, lo and behold, they kill off his girlfriend, and then they kill him off like five minutes later. And I was like, oh, yeah, he needed out of his contract so that he can do more Fantastic Beast movies. I don't, I hate to break it to him, but I don't think they're doing more Fantastic Beast movies. Um, they have not announced a new one, but yeah, he, uh, well, he was gone for a, a good chunk of this whole season. He was, I don't, I don't think, I think he was in one episode the beginning of this season. Yes. And it was made clear that like he was leaving and going to Oceanside or something or going away. And then we didn't see him again throughout the whole storyline. And I was like, yeah, they need to write him out. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what they did. But the only thing I will say I'm disappointed was we still haven't seen Heath. We don't know what happened to Heath. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we get the idea that he was, I like he was, he was, um, he was sent to, uh the crm right like he was traded to crm there was a hint that he got traded to the crm but we don't know i'm hoping he shows up in the rick and michonne thing yeah it would be nice and i mean like okay let's let's chat about um we talked about maggie and and negan sort of not necessarily setting up their spinoff but seeing negan walk away and 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 move away from the community uh we see daryl he's doing his runs he's always out in you know, the frontier, as they call it. So we see him leave and and, and motorcycle off into the distance. Uh, he gets his goodbye with uh, Carol. Carol lives. We thought maybe they would kill Carol off, but. No, I'm glad they let Carol live. But you can tell that that was not the original ending. You could tell that she was originally supposed to ride off with him. Yeah. And, the, and, and because of their contract dispute, because she didn't know that the show was going to take place in Europe, uh, that, um, that. 
she wasn't going to move to Europe to film the show because no one had told her that that was what was going to happen. Uh, you can tell that that, uh, that 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 scene was like rewritten like a dozen times because <laughs> she like says goodbye to him and then they cut away and then they cut back and then she's saying goodbye to him again. And then they cut away and then they cut back and then they do like a, they do like two or three goodbyes. And I was like, I was like, OK, all right, cool. I was like, you. It felt like it felt like they had originally. They they. It felt like something should have been left on the the cutting room floor, but they didn't know how to end it, and that's fine. I I don't dislike it. I just thought it was kind of funny. Well, I, I mean, the way it ends is is you know Carol saying you better come back, and Daryl saying yeah, of course I'll be back. So I think the Daryl series will have him coming back and and interacting with Carol again, like. Carol is not going to Europe with Daryl. Uh, well, the only thing the only thing I'm curious about is he said he was going to go off into the frontiers and see things and like report back. And that's cool. I like that idea. But I want to know how he gets to Europe. Well, I'm, we'll find out next year. I, I, I mean, like, is it CRM? My guess is he's going to end up somehow interacting with the CRM and then they're going to end up in Europe or something. Yeah. I mean, my biggest issue with having our characters spread too far is that Rick coming back will leave like a hole in that, like that fulfillment of him returning and seeing all of his friends again. Like if he comes back and then Daryl's not there, that's a little hollow, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I hope that's not the case, but it, it seems like the Rick and Michonne stuff is sooner than the Daryl series, but the, the Negan and Maggie stuff is is even sooner than that. Like they showed in progress filming uh, at yeah. the end of, of this episode. Um, but like, let's get back to Rick and Michonne. We see at the very, very end of this episode, we see like a we see they've brought back uh, Michonne and Rick and they are sort of telling their story. And we get the origin of how Rick's uh, possessions ended up in that boat. Um He's essentially yeah. packing this bag and he's caught by CRM and he tosses, uh, tosses it. He tosses the bag in the boat. Yeah. Yeah. He also puts a message in a bottle, which I don't think has been discovered on screen yet. No, I wasn't that wasn't that. Didn't they find that? And isn't that the thing that triggered her to go in the first place looking for him? Is she finds the message in a bottle and then finds the, the phone? Maybe. I don't remember the message, but honestly, like that whole episode where Michonne's leaving was kind of meh. It's it's meh, but it was it was distracting in that finally someone knew that Rick was alive, and yeah. um, I, I like I liked it for for that sort of revelation. But um, essentially, like Rick is recaptured by CRM. He's been on the run to to some degree, and obviously trying to get back home. Like it, it really feels like that was the case. Like he was trying to get back home. He was on his way and, uh, he just, he, he couldn't get far enough away. And, uh, Michonne picks up the trail with like, is the idea that when he threw that thing on the boat, was that boat there like stationary or did that boat move and come closer to Michonne? No, that boat, that boat was stationary. Okay. Because they showed a city in the background that was destroyed and I don't remember that from the Michonne episode where, where she's on the boat, like she finds the boat, but I don't think so either. I think we're supposed to believe that the boat drifted away. Okay. So the boat 
moved in some capacity at some at some point yeah also that i felt i felt that that thing was a little misleading at first because it's michonne and rick like talking over each other and i was like oh cool they're gonna jump ahead and they're gonna already have found each other that's good we're gonna get like that that'll make the quick six episodes like quick and then it's revealed at the trailer that like they're just talking over each other but they haven't found each other yet and i was like oh okay so yeah. we'll probably it's six episodes. We'll probably get two episodes of them like trying to find each other. Then we'll get two episodes of them like reuniting and then them escaping whatever it is they are at. And then and that'll lead them back to the sh- to the to to the Commonwealth. And I'm like, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm um I'm really excited for the Rick and Michonne series. I think like that's the one I'm most excited it, of, to of watch. all the things. That's the one I'm most excited about because I just wanted. I feel like when that ends, that'll be like them wrapping up the story in a nice, neat bow and anything else will just be extra. Yeah, agreed. A hundred percent. I just I really need Rick to return to the series. And and I mean, um, you can't kill him. You can't kill Rick. Like, I think because you wrote him off the show once, you, you just can't do it again and and have him retire. Like have him. You don't even have to have Andrew Lincoln come back a bunch afterwards. You can have him off screen. I'm totally fine with that. You know, focus yeah. on your your exploration of the world and have Rick and Michonne and Judith and RJ live in peace for a bit um, off screen. Fine with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, as AMC put it, the end is only the beginning. 2023 is going to have four spinoff series running. You got Fear, uh, Dead City, Daryl in Paris and Rick and Michonne and... Am I missing one? Like, the, I think it's four. No, right? that's it. That's four. It's all four. So, yeah, lots to, I'd say look forward to, but lots to, I th- yeah, lots to look forward to. If you're a fan of The Walking Dead, and I mean, come on, like, it is the highest production zombie content out there outside of, I guess, The Last of Us that is now going to be arriving in January. So it's got some competition. I don't know if I said this when we were talking about Last of Us. Um, I think we should be prepared that Last of Us will be a one and done season series with no no anticipation of a Last of Us two. Oh, they they've already announced it's two seasons. Have they? Yeah, I'm 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 okay. I'm fairly confident that they're adapting both the games. Okay, I was gonna say because I, I I would I wouldn't be so sure about that with the way HBO has been canceling programs. <laughs> Yeah, well, I Cause, mean... Because uh, uh, I don't know if you heard the news, but they canceled Westworld, and not only did they cancel Westworld, they're pulling Westworld off of HBO Max. Oh, you mean, you mean Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, and, Warner, yeah. And Warner Brothers is also pulling something, pulled at some other show, and there were two or three other shows that were supposed to get second seasons or third seasons, and they've canceled everything. Um, so... Don't be surprised if this is a one and done. Whether or not it, they they approved a second season already, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the show, and if it doesn't like rocket to the top of the list, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear yeah no second seasons are no good. I, I mean I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Last of Us will we'll get both its seasons, and I think what Warner Brothers is doing, um, they've said like with some of their some of the stuff. Some of the stuff that they're pulling off of HBO Max is going into the the Phantom Zone. It's not coming back. It's it's just gone from places. 
Uh, but they've said with Westworld they might bring it to their other platforms that they own. But whatever that ends up being, uh, like I, I think the streaming, the streaming services, it's weird. We've gotten so used to Netflix, whereas like once it's on Netflix, it's there forever. But for some reason, like there's this incentive to delist stuff, uh, and and Warner Brothers really has made it like, I guess they're the only ones that I know that are doing it. You know, and and actively yeah it's weird and i get it it's weird it's scary um but i think the last of us at least for the foreseeable future i mean westworld had its run i think it i i stopped watching after the first season but i my understanding is that it 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 faltered in the ratings and they concluded it and didn't renew it yeah my 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 yeah my 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 understanding because i fell off after the first season too is that Halfway through the second season, it started to plummet, and they had already paid for a third season, and were already almost done filming a third season. And then they tried to wrap it up in the fourth, but ratings jumped a little bit. Uh, it ended on a cliff. It ended on a cliffhanger, and again, when they weren't supposed to, and it, people are mad about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, obviously, well, here's the thing. This is a good segue. Um, Coming up on Zombies Ate My Podcast, before we conclude 2022, we will look forward at 2023. You've gotten a bit of a preview of what that episode will be like this episode. Um, And yeah, so next episode, shortly before 2023, we will be talking about all the fun zombie content that we can find to talk about. Yeah, I know that there's a few games in the works Mm -hmm. besides uh, Dead Island 2. Um, There's some indie stuff out there, too. So. There's some stuff for us to talk about. Yep. Lou and I, over the holidays, we will scour the internet. And of course, if you have any suggestions for content that you feel we might miss in our search, let us know uh, either on Twitter, email, or Discord. Uh, You can let us know what you're looking forward to in 2023 for zombie content. And if it is The Walking Dead related, certainly let us know. I mean, part of The Walking Dead stuff I'm looking forward to, and I'm going to talk about it again uh, in just a couple weeks. Uh, Also, in 2023, we will continue our Extra Life suggested zombie movie discussions. We did get a few uh, donations um, that were anonymous or didn't include uh, zombie movie titles, so we might use those and pick a few films. I know Lou has a bunch he's he's wanted us to watch, but if you have a specific one you want us to watch, bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan, and you can donate and support a great cause and have us watch your favorite zombie film. And that is going to do it. For this episode, join our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. I also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. You keep the show alive and well with your support. We really do appreciate it. It helps every dollar goes right back into the show um, to pay for all the fun stuff that is required for hosting a podcast. So we really appreciate it. And speaking of hosting, go to zombiesatemypodcast.com, which hosts all of our episodes all the links you need to let us know uh, your favorite zombie content coming in 2023. And while you're following us on Twitter, you can find me at R. Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. And also a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. And you can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, before we close out this penultimate episode, and I made such a big deal about this being a penultimate episode. We're going to have to keep on schedule, I guess. <laughs> um, That's fine. It, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. But uh, Lou, 
fine, busy zombie lord knowledge to close out the show. Uh, next episode, I might be reporting on uh, some new zombie Christmas movies. Uh, I, I, there's a there's a there's a movie I didn't know. Uh, what I knew it was a Christmas horror movie, but I didn't know William Shatner was in it. So now I'm in it. I, I, I'm going to try and track it down. And it's four short stories, and uh, I've watched a trailer, and I don't know everything, but it looks like one of the short stories might be zombie elves and Santa killing them. And I was like, uh, this might be possible Zamp content. Oh, boy, I'm excited. All right. I will well, report back later. Let us know. Uh, and, I, and I did have one more clip here. It's a bit of a long one, but um, let's let Rick take us out here. No. Consign Grimes. You've been located and are instructed to surrender. Remain in place with your hands up. Come on, Nick. It's like she told you. Remember what I said. It's what he said. Hold it to your heart. It's true. Forever. We are the ones who live. We're 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 the ones who live. I guess that was everyone we heard from everyone <laughs> but yeah i was like i'm pretty sure that there was some dead people that talked to him that there was yeah there they brought back a lot of folks for that <laughs> <laughs>